Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the teaser trailer for Lion Killer Film. You guys can go ahead and support the movie by checking it out anywhere on social media. Just look up Lion Killer Film. And before we continue with the podcast, we want to give a quick shout out to all of our sponsors. Check out Chocaloha. Head over to Chocaloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Check out Jujitsu Soap Co. Use the promo code JJ Radio at JujitsuSoapCo.com and you'll get 10% off your entire order. And then check out GiraffeChoke.com. And use the promo code JJ Radio there too, and you'll get 25% off your entire order of $99 or more. And as always, check out our good friends over at Nomad Surf Shop. If you head over to Nomad Surf down here in South Florida in person, you let them know we sent you, you'll get 10% off your entire order or your purchase. But you can always check them out online at nomadsurf1968.com. And as always, if you want to support the podcast, just go ahead and check us out on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. You can always follow me at Sonder Marketing, and you can follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Now, without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce our friend, Derek Fury, producer of the film Lion Killer. You can't Niba? Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Today, we have a special guest, someone that I've been wanting to get on the podcast now for quite some time. We've been uh, talking back and forth, and he's been working diligently to to get everything going for his project. Uh, His name is Derek Fury. He is the writer, director, and editor of the feature film Line Killer, um before he was a filmmaker he was actually uh in the performing hip-hop and releasing music in japan korea and poland so he's a a fellow music entrepreneur like myself and uh he's actually got uh, some skin in the game when it comes to mma judge match made promoted for mma fights for what would become legacy fc two award-winning short films modern issues near do wells and this movie that we're going to be talking about today is his first feature film the jujitsu based movie it looks amazing from the little bit that i saw the movie's called lion killer ladies and gentlemen mr Derek fury what up guys what up Derek? thanks for doing this man uh like i said i apologize for any kind of issues we're having a little bit of a a wonky problem with the echo in our headphones but everything else is coming out fine so I haven't given Sean too much info on the movie. Can you tell us what the movie Lion Killer is, what it's about, and how you get started with this whole project? Well, Lion Killer basically is a uh, story of a struggling Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym owner who falls in love with a beautiful young woman who has a past of domestic abuse. And ultimately, it's about two hurting and broken people trying to learn how to put their own baggage aside and fall in love. And all that is set under the backdrop of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu community and culture. So, you know, it's a, it's a community and culture that I've been connected with since, since 05. So, you know, it's, it's the one I know the best and uh, it's definitely a, a, a labor of love. So how long did it take you to, to get the movie from the script to, to production? You mean like from like, Start to finish, yeah. From a blank page to to uh, the a lock picture, yeah. Oh man, uh, uh, probably three to four years. So wow. let's say a good three and a half years. When you commit to do a, a feature film, you're in it for the long haul, and uh, <laughs> it's like jujitsu. You start jujitsu as a white belt with hopes of becoming a black belt 10, 12 years down the road. You know, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like that with with movies. You have to you have to be all in. So yeah. yeah. So what gave you the inspiration of, of using jujitsu kind of as like a base for telling the story? Well, I mean, it's, it's, a community, it's a community that I'm most in tune with, that I'm most connected with. So when you go to do an independent feature film and, and you say, okay, we're shooting this on a limited budget, you really have to think, okay, where can I, one, 
what can I bring the most authenticity to? What what universe, what world do I, I occupy that I know so well? I mean, we've all seen movies where a guy's supposed to be a guitar player and all they do is close-ups of his hands on the guitar and you know it's a stand-in. Yeah. And it just looks fake, right? You know, so, so I, I don't want that, you know, with any of the movies I make. So you really got to come at it, at it from aspect, what – what universe, what world do I know so well that I can just bring total authenticity to? Plus, all the people that I know, the, the friends that I have, um, I wouldn't even call them favors because, I mean, these are friends of mine, but it, it's a community where I know people will say, sure, you can come shoot here. Oh, you need some geese? Here are some geese. You know, it's, it's a community that I knew would come together to, to help make the movie happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, so ultimately, you know, that was the only way I could tell the story was through jujitsu. So the the two main actors you have Regina Ting Chen and uh, she actually got uh, best uh, Texas actress, right? Well, she's nominated. Oh, nice. So we're nominated for for we're gonna have our world premiere screening at the Austin Revolution Film Festival um, September sixth, and um, she's nominated for for best best Texas actress, and I couldn't be happier for. Her. And um, we have a, several other nominations. It's kind of kind of blew me away. I thought maybe we get nominated for you know this or that, but it, you know it seemed like the festival really enjoyed the film, and they nominated for six awards. So how do you get nominated before the movie even came out? Well, you know, so if you do a film festival, you uh, you submit you submit the movie, so they've seen it. You know, so you submit the movie months months in advance. Actually, I didn't because I actually finished had a lock picture. Uh, probably the day before they closed um, submissions. So you submit it to them uh, and, you know, they look at it and they have a team of judges and, and um, so uh, I guess they liked it. <laughs> that's good, man. I, that's what I was wondering. It's like, man, you got what, six nominations already and the movie's not even out for the public. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be her- working diligently to try to get it out to the public, but, you know, so that's, that'll be our world premiere uh, September 6th in Austin, Texas at the Austin Revolution Film Festival. Any jiu-jitsu people in Austin, please try to come out. Please try to get tickets. Go to their website, Austin Revolution Film Festival. Um, check out our block. I believe it's the You're the Best block on September 6th around 8.30 p.m., I believe. And um, I would just really love the support of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community to, to, to come out. But, yeah, so that's going to be our world premiere after that, we'll, we, we'll probably have a limited festival run and then try to bring it to uh, people's homes via streaming. So that's the plan, you know. Right. So are you thinking it's something that you could send out to Netflix or it'd be more independent, like online streaming? Well, so you've got a couple things, you know, you, you, you know, you've got you've got Netflix, which is like a subscription based VOD service. They call it SVOD. Mm-hmm. Um and usually with like an independent film like mine, you want to kind of keep that for the last because you want to try to monetize it and make some money up front, pay back whoever you need to pay back and then sell it to like you know, or license it rather to like a, a Netflix, a Hulu, a thing, you know, something like that. But probably before it even hits uh, a Netflix or, or streaming service like that, hopefully it'll be it should be available. You know, hopefully we're planning on iTunes, Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime, that that kind of situation. So that's the plan. But, you know, making a film, I'll keep going back. It's like jujitsu. You have a match. You go in with a plan. <laughs> you know, the plan doesn't always work, so you have to kind of adjust on the fly. You know, that's the great thing about jujitsu. So, so let so, me ask you. you know, we're, we're adjusting as we go. So I'm, I know that the the big thing, at least in our community, has been the, you know, the announcements for a couple of jiu-jitsu movies coming out. So you're technically one of the first ones really to come out because those other movies aren't going to come out for a while. So you really get a get a head start. What did you think when you started hearing that, you know, all of a sudden there's some jiu-jitsu movies coming out? I was happy. I'm like, man, if, you know, I believe that, that a high tides ra- raises all ships, you know, so if the public gets a, a peak in interest for Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, that can only benefit me in some way. And of course my film is, is a much smaller budget, but that doesn't mean the quality isn't the same. The, the, the performances aren't the same. And ultimately, you know, my film, if, you know, if you roll, you know, you've been on the mats for quite some time, you kind of, my movie feels like you're in a, a jiu-jitsu gym. It feels authentic. Like, like, Hey, you know, these, these guys just got off the mat rolling or these guys are about to roll. So hopefully, you know, 
the fact that Netflix is going to do something. And I think Nicolas Cage signed on to do a film called Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Hey, hopefully that just brings a, a light on the lion killer. Because we're not going to have the budget to compete with those guys. But what I can do is try to try to excite the jiu-jitsu community through like podcasts like like this one and just saying hey if you're if you love jiu-jitsu you're a fan of this podcast please go check out lion killer check out our facebook share us you know and just try to try to do it the grassroots way which is ultimately the jiu-jitsu way yeah for sure i mean especially for our community i think stuff like that people are definitely more excited to see it as always there's always going to be people that are going to talk shit like oh well that guy doesn't really know jujitsu, but you you got some legit people in your movie. Yeah, yeah, you, you know we've got you know two guys that that train at Gracie Baja. You know CJ Hancock, who recently got his black belt about six months ago, um, and you know he's competing and he competed in MMA and a lot. Of, you know, you know um, Matt Meehan, who's our lead, he trains at Gracie Baja here in Houston. We've got like four or five Gracie Bajas here in Houston, but he does yeah. train here. I. <laughs> What's up? I was just gonna say, Derek. Sorry, man. I have a I have a good buddy that trains at a Gracie Baja in in Houston. Uh, he's an ex pro wrestler. Uh, his name is Hassan, but he wrestled as MVP. MVP? No, I don't know him. Well, I wonder where he trains at. Uh, it's under the the guy that was under Dracolino. Okay, it's a little late to try and get your homie in the movie now, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, no, no. Well, <laughs> next we, we try to throw in like a. Trying to hook him up there. Well, you say that, but he was, you know, he's got star power, and he just got his purple belt a couple months ago. Well, that makes sense because uh, Draculino's gym is kind of out there where um, Booker T has his wrestling promotion. So it would make sense that he kind of trains out there. I know the guy you're talking about. Um, one of well, Draculino has a few few um, top guys, but I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, so so he's in the area. So if you ever feel like making a movie again. Definitely. You know, that's the he thing about the this, Gruber. you know, hopefully next time we can come back bigger and better, you know? Hey, listen, if you, if you need some comedic side gigs for, for the next one, we'll definitely fly out there for a couple of weeks and knock it out. <laughs> well, I'll keep it in mind, man. I'll keep it in mind. So, so listen, granted, I'm nowhere near your level as far as like videography and film. I mean, I do a little bit as far as small little documentaries and shot stuff. One of the things that kind of really drew me in from the get-go is really kind of like your play with the with the lighting um, from the little bit of the scenes that I've seen. Is this kind of like the style that you wanted compared to the style of what you could pull off? Well, yeah. Well, you bring up a good point. There's, you know, when you make a independent feature film on the budget, we made it. There's, there's, there's like, or even any film you make i don't care what your budget is there's a there's what's in your head then what you can afford to pull off <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so um but i will say for what we had we we nailed it pretty close i think the scenes you know because the, the the trailer i sent you um it, it's kind of it's 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 a high contrast um lighting um style we had for that scene and that's because that's one of, you know one of the more dramatic scenes in the film yeah but um but yeah, it, it um that was that was mapped out and that was planned ahead of time. And I've got to thank you know my my awesome camera department and the, in particular you know not only the 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 DP David Mejia and his uh, first AC uh, Vinny, um, what's his name, babe? Vinny what? Brasino. Brasino. I can never remember his name because he's on. Oh, no. On Insta, he's just Dweeb Arino, so I can never know Vinny's last name. <laughs> you, you almost so, got so, a Magalesh yeah, out of us. <laughs> right, oh my God. Uh, so how many people yeah, yeah. did you have all together in the crew? Man, it was a small crew. So before, before we go into that, let me I want to yeah. give a shout to the gaffer, the guy who really designed the lighting, which was Kevin Simmons. So, and, you know, I'll really give a shout out to him because he really kind of, you know, in, in conjunction with what I'm looking for, he really designed the lighting situation. But, I mean, so, yeah, this is a, a, a small budget film. We had about, you know, including myself, um, eight crew members. Now that's super small. For yeah, that's what, slim. Yeah, that's super slim. So you got to understand. So I, I wrote, directed, edited, um, but also on set, you know, in addition to directing and acting in the film, also I also ran, I recorded all the audio for the film. So every person on set um, really as far as the crew goes, really had three or four jobs. 
Yeah. Whereas typically Hollywood's going to, you know, piecemeal out. You, you do one thing, you know, but you know, I mean, I come from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA gyms, man. You, you know, you got to learn a little bit of everything, you know? So, so, you know, it's just that mentality. And, and also, I mean, that's really the only way you can get it done on the budget that we had because, you know, I mean, paying people to be on set for, we shot, you know, over 20 days and, um, you know, paying somebody a hundred bucks a day or 150 bucks a day, you know, you do that five, six, seven, eight times, it's, you know, it's, it's very expensive. So, you know, when I went to school to learn how to, how to do films, my goal always was to do the Robert Rodriguez style, which is do as many jobs as I possibly, possibly can. Yeah. You know, and I, I only ended up in the film acting in the film, uh, because we had an actor drop out. Oh, so, no way. Yeah. So, but it's kind of like, what was I thinking? I wrote a character who's my age, who's, who knows jujitsu, has a history in judo. It's just like, I'm the only guy that can do that. You yeah. Know? So, cause, cause it's actually, you know, my history. So it's like, of course I would end up doing it, you know, but, but, you know, so I forget what the question was, but <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was the lighting and stuff and everything that I brought up. So it was a Kevin Sims, you said, yeah, Kevin Simmons. Uh, yeah. He's out in Cal- uh, California now, but listen, yeah, shout but out to the, him, the, man, because I've, yeah. like I said, from the little bit that I've done, like I said, that was the first thing that really caught, caught on to for my eye was just the the play on the lighting and stuff. A guy, it was really dope. And considering that it is an indie movie, I was really kind of surprised at the quality of everything, because I think a lot of people don't understand what it takes to to put something like that together. You know, they everybody just thinks a movie is is a movie you're thinking the avengers so if it's not to that point they're they're gonna be like oh i'm not gonna watch it but they're missing out on some amazing kind of movies and stories that aren't gonna be in a giant movie theater and that they can easily just go and watch online or or just find out more about so it's yeah stream stream and watch it from the comfort of your own home the you kind of hit on something which is you know when you make a feature film People don't judge it by other feature films with your budget. People judge it by every movie that was ever made. Mm -hmm. So people are going to judge Lion Killer, um, you know, next to E.T. and Citizen Kane. Yeah. How does how does it stand? But, you know, ultimately, I'm proud of what we did. And, you know, I made a movie with a lot of heart that really shows uh, a love and a passion for for uh, BJJ at the same time. And that that was my goal, man. So so there'll always be haters, but you know, I'm 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 proud of what my cast and my crew and, and everybody came together to do. Yeah. Uh Derek, if you were to like 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 I'm picturing this almost uh Darren Aronofsky style, like with a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Is it is it kind of along those lines? Not the story, but the style. Um, kind of, yeah, because that style was very gritty and very like realistic. Um, so yeah, I, I never even thought of that that film. There was other films that you know when you get together with your crew and you want to give people references. So yeah, people reference other films or even art or comic books, whatever you can reference to give people a visual. But and I never referenced that film. It's funny you say that because now that you say that, the way they shot it was very kind of the way we shot this. And I know that's Aronofsky's kind. Uh, Aronofsky's kind of style, but it's very gritty, very kind of uh, almost documentary. Almost, not really, but yeah, you know, like you know, we'll do you know steady cam shots to kind of follow you, follow you along. And I know they did some of that stuff in there, but just the overall look and the the color scheme, it was very gritty and felt like like when he's living in the trailer park, it kind of feels like you're living in a trailer park. Yeah, my character's living in his BJJ gym. It kind of feels gritty and it's old school rundown kind of kind of bjj gym you know that kind of reflects where he is emotionally and and you know so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of if you're a fan of that film you'd probably be a fan of this film so what was your inspiration point for for the story in the movie since i know you're talking about the references and i, I mean I, I don't want you to to reference other movies because this is your work this is your thing but what inspired the whole storyline altogether well i mean you know as a writer you know, I think you're always just kind of like going through life, kind of just, um, you know, taking in, in experiences and kind of cataloging those experiences in your brain. So most of the most of the things that have happened are most of the things that, that, you know, are plot points in the film or things I I experienced or I witnessed uh, friends experience. But basically, it's just going through life and 
and and being the type of person that you know some time goes by and you realize you've, you've built walls you know and um it's it's hard to receive love it's hard to express love and give love in return and you've got to realize hey i need to take some of these walls down to be able to love and receive love in return um my my good friend vince lichleiter he did all the music for the film he did the score he did original songs and and um, one of the songs he wrote is a song called sledge which basically says and it kind of ties the movie together um because it basically says that you know um i've spent all my life building these walls um but i think it's time i you know i take a sledgehammer and knock these walls down so that you know we can we can connect and i can fall in love with you you know speaking to the to to noel the character but so it really kind of ties the theme together and um as a writer it's kind of hard to be that transparent and that kind of open with with the world you're giving this thing out to the whole world and the whole world's going to judge it and they don't know your personal experiences they don't know how hard you had to struggle to get over things but it's the job of the writer and then it was the job of me as the director then the job as the editor to really be completely transparent with an audience and say, Hey, I've had to do this myself. You know, I've had to get over lost loves or, or the loss of, of someone special to me, a death and, or whatever, whatever it may be, whatever the trauma is in my life. I've kind of used those as bricks to build a wall, but you know, the wall's got to come down eventually. So, so would you, what went through your mind when you finally finished filming and you finally finished editing and you sat down and you watched it front to back in, in one sitting? Um, at that point you've seen it like 400 times and like 400 different, yeah, the bits <laughs> you know, and pieces. Assemblies. Yeah, exactly. But you know, the, so the, we had a, we had a, a cut in the beginning and now and then I recut it, um, pretty significantly. So this, this recent cut, you know, sat down with my wife, who's also my co-producer, and we watched it from front to back. And, um, you know, you definitely, because you have to understand that what we went through to make the film. So, you know, we we went through Hurricane Harvey and we lost everything, mm-hmm. you know, right, you know, a week before we were supposed to do our, our crowdfunding. So, you know, we had to move into a one bedroom apartment with our, our two dogs and two cats and no internet connection and, and run a successful crowdfunding campaign. And, and, you know, and then we had to shoot the film and go through the the trials and tribulations of that and casting and, and just everything. Um, it's a lot of stress, a lot of struggle you, along the way you have, it's, it's a lot like trying to get a black belt along the way you've got 500 reasons to quit, but you know, we just stayed the course. So by the time you, we got to the point where, we're watching the film, you know, it's like this, this huge sense of, of satisfaction of, of accomplishment, you know, that, that, that I'm, you know, like I said, it's, I'm very proud of everybody that came together to do it, but it's definitely a satisfying experience. I'm not a, I'm not a BJJ black belt yet, but I can imagine it'd be the same thing as the moment they tie that black belt around your waist. Uh, it's okay. Did, did you cry? Did you cry when you saw the final movie? No, man. All my <laughs> tears were, were, were spent on set. Yeah. Since your wife was the your was your co-producer, and not that I'm trying to start any fights here, but did you guys end up having uh, disagreements on where you wanted the cuts to be or how you wanted to point out? Or it's like, well, I think we should go this way. No, I think we should do it that way. Not not during the editing, probably during production. And she's really good with with seeing mistakes and, and errors in continuity. Um, and as a director, you're, you're, as a director, you're constantly trying to push forward. You're trying mm-hmm. to get the best performance you can and you're under the gun for time. And you're just trying to get the scene as best you can because you're burning daylight. And literally sometimes you're losing daylight and uh, she has a real eye for detail with, you know, Hey, th- that cup wasn't there. We need to uh-huh. do this scene again, you know, and then that's where conflict comes because you know one i'm thinking we've got to get to the next shot yeah yeah or like it's got you know especially if you're looking for that golden hour kind of lighting or you're doing oh this yeah a lot of it other. was yeah absolutely a lot of it was like we even mapped it out a lot of it was like okay you know it's this time of year golden hour hits from this time to this time we've got to get this shot and then you know the tripod broke and it uh-huh. takes an extra 10 minutes to, to set something up and you're literally losing golden hours. So, so, so yeah, there was a lot of that. Just for people that don't know as far as what golden hour is, it's, 
it's this magical time and the point of the day where that natural lighting of the sun is just hitting just right. You're in the perfect position, the perfect spot, literally on the planet at that time where everything works out perfect. And obviously, depending on your shot and especially the continuity too, you only have maybe maybe anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour tops of getting something. Yeah, I mean, they call it golden hour. Sure doesn't seem like it's an hour. Yeah. You know, it seems like it's like 30 minutes. At least that's my experience. But it's like I said, it's a lot of stress when you're on set. But yeah, you're you're definitely losing golden hour quick. So but it's yeah, it's definitely it's the soft, beautiful golden light yeah. that you'll see in a lot of a lot of movies. So and I, so yeah. I, I actually appreciate people that have that eye for continuity because that's always one of the things that I I pick apart whenever I see a movie. And even when Game of Thrones, there was the big issue with Game of Thrones where there was that the Starbucks the cup. cup on the table. That <laughs> shit drives me nuts, man. Oh, it drives me yeah. crazy. Well, that was one of the good things about seeing the movie so many times because literally I watched it again uh, the other day and I noticed an error in continuity and I was like, okay, I've got to take that out. Uh, so, um, so yeah, literally it's it's it, the movie's always in a state of flux. So, What are you going to say, Sean? Well, I was going to say I deal you want to find what to laugh, but you know where I've figured out, or not figured out, but heard about the uh, golden hour. Oh. Did you ever see the movie Reign of Fire? Um, maybe the with the dragon. The dragon movie, yeah. yeah. They talk about Bale. the golden hour, oh. and that's the only time that dragons couldn't see well. Was the golden hour? Really, that's the reference you're going to pull out yes. right now. We're talking <laughs> movies, bro. <laughs> that's a deep reference, man. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's like you're pulling out like a Pink Floyd deep cut there or something, man. <laughs> what I know. You, well, you want to know a good example for for the golden hour kind of is – was the movie Hero, the Jet Li movie? Mm-hmm. So there's a scene – is it that? I forget if it's that movie or it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There's a part where they have At a fight scene. At least I know scene. what I'm talking about. No, there's a, there's a fight scene in, mm-hmm. uh, in a lake – where the lake is like perfectly flat. There's not an ounce of just breeze coming through. And they could only shoot it one hour a day at a specific time of the year. And it's probably one of the most beautiful scenes for a fight scene you've ever seen. I want to say it was Crouching Hero, Tiger. Hero Hinge. was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Beautifully shot. I believe Yo-Yo Ma did the, uh, did the score for that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's one of the great movies for sure. So... You're going through this whole process. It's t- it took you three to four years, and now you're in the push. And people don't really understand yeah. the the marketing push. Like, you did the creative work. Now you got to do the the business work. What's the hardest thing that you're you're finding right now? Considering the fact that you know jujitsu is a niche, and you're trying yeah. to connect the two together. What's been your hardest hurdle? Um, well, right now, just getting to this point, and you guys tell me what you think, but my personal feeling as far as marketing the film is it is a, it is a, a niche film, but you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I, I believe every person in the world who does jiu-jitsu or has done jiu-jitsu for any significant amount of time will watch this movie. Would you, would you guys agree or disagree? Sure. Just because it's about jiu-jitsu. Yeah, for sure. That alone gives you that that base of viewership, yeah. for sure. Well, and, and just the community, you know, like I said, we don't have a lot of, of films about it, a lot of films that feel authentic, um, that, you know, that, that come from um, a jiu-jitsu perspective. So I feel like, you know, if I can get the word out, and that's really probably the biggest thing right now is connecting with people like you and saying, hey, I've got a, I've got a movie I feel – it's a, it's a really good movie. It's a jiu-jitsu movie. Give me some time to uh, promote it. And and after that, it's just reaching out to the fans. Um, and when I say fans, I mean the, the fans of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, you know, the the people, the practitioners, but also, you know, the, the, the moms and dads that bring their kids to do jiu-jitsu who may not do it. People who are connected with the sport and love Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm just trying to excite them and say, hey, Here's a movie that comes, you know, we didn't shoot a lot of money, but we shot it with a lot of heart and a lot of love. Please give a, you know, follow us on social media. And, and, and when it comes out, please support us by giving us a watch. So right now it's just getting the word out because I believe once the word is out, I believe people will watch it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, I mean, 
like I said, from the little bit that I've seen and that you and I talked about and the message of the movie, I think there's much deeper to it than just the fact that it involves jujitsu, especially considering the, the subject. I mean, I know for sure that there's a lot of people that do jujitsu that might be victims of abuse that might have those like issues of trying to open up. Yeah. But there's also people that might be victims that need jujitsu and they don't know yet. And they might be timid about it because of the, the physicality and, and, and what it takes to be in it. So I think that there's probably going to be a deeper connection for some people, obviously more than others. And that's usually the case with movies, but the, the fact that you are putting those two subjects together is, is definitely not easy. Yeah. And, you know, to speak to that, um, a friend of mine, uh, who she's a, she's a blue belt here in Houston. And, um, she has a history of, you know, she's a domestic abuse survivor and, and we have her in the movie. She's, you know, she tells her story within, you know, the confines of a group setting. Uh, but she's actually, um, she's not, she's not an actress. She's actually a person who's passionate about Brazilian jujitsu and has, you know, survived a, a domestic abuse situation and has gone back and worked in, you know, worked with women, uh, to get them out of those situations. So yeah, if we could, if I could also connect with people on that level, um, I'm, I'm all for it because ultimately, you know, if, if the film touches people um, in any way, especially if it helps them, you know, in any way, if they're in a domestic abuse situation, um, I'm all for it. So definitely. Is there something that you think, I mean, obviously the, the situation that you guys went through during the, the crowdfunding process and the hurricane and everything like that, but is there something that you feel you really learn about yourself individually or even as a couple because you, you two work so, so close together on it that you feel you learn about yourself? Um, it's one of those things you don't want to say anything and sound too, you, know, you don't want to sound, you know, too, too prideful or anything. But honestly, when I came away from it, I remember having a feeling because like I said, I mean, it's it's literally the hardest thing I've ever done. But and along the way, there was 50, 60, 100 excuses, legitimate excuses to stop. But I, I, you know, we persevered. So when, when I came away from it, I honestly felt like I could do anything. You know, I had that feeling like if I can do this, if I can accomplish this, I could do anything. You know, I, there's really there's really no no more boundaries for me anymore. You know, no more limits. I don't know if you saw what's that last Bruce Lee movie? Um, uh, the Game of Death. Game of Death. Yeah. No, no. The new the new one that's, that's oh, about the, him and, the Quentin Tarantino one. No, no, they came out with the one like a year ago where it's about him. Uh, yeah, yeah, where take, he fights like, take, um, damn, Wong Jack Man. Yeah, and then it's like there's there's like a big fight scene in like a warehouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there, there's a part in it where where he where he asked, you know, Wong Jack Man asks him, you know, you know, do you see your limits? And Bruce Lee says, what limits? Yeah. You know, so I, I came away from it with that feeling. Now, if I can sustain that feeling, yeah, yeah. that's the question. But but you know you come away from something that's that's so hard it was called birth of the dragon my wife just passed yeah. me the the blue the blu-ray we own thanks yeah. buddy. but uh um i came away from that kind of feeling like that like what limits you know so so you know i just challenge anybody i mean presuming jiu-jitsu is a great place to learn that that lesson also because you know it it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu is very mentally challenging you know yeah um and if you can if you can get to a purple belt or brown belt and, and, and a black belt, wow, you know, you, you really, you know, I, I really feel like setting those hurdles early on and learning to overcome them, you know, it's it's that's why I love teaching kids, man, because you know, they you start seeing them do things that, you know, they just said three weeks ago they couldn't do. You yeah. know, it's very fulfilling. So, and yeah, so that's, that's a, the lesson I learned. That's the thing that people should know too, is that that you practice and you actually teach as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I've been in it since 05, still haven't gotten a black belt, but you know, um, uh, you know, I teach um, where we shot the movie actually. So, so it's a rock solid martial arts in Katy, Texas. And uh, a buddy of mine, I wasn't teaching at the time, but a buddy of mine, you know, he owned a, he owned a gym and he just said, here, man, you know, here's the key. I made a key for you. Just when we're not shooting, shoot, you know, so we shot there. And since then I've, I've started teaching, over there and we've got a core group and it's a lot of fun. So, and it's also, it's like, it's like the film, it's very rewarding, yeah. you know? So, so yeah, this film, it's, it's not, 
I didn't pick a subject matter because I thought Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was trending. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? This is this is definitely something I've been involved with pretty pretty heavy on for quite a while and um and and love dearly. So, so, so hopefully Derek, hopefully you can see that in the film. What uh what, what just as a I'm sorry I'm dealing with this the uh, echo we'll the take echo that is killing me. Yeah. Um as a you know just an interest note well what has uh held you back from getting that black belt actually you know like um you know i started you know early you know a little later when i was 30 and you know there's a lot of things but basically it's a little different when you start you know and you're 30 years old so since then um you know i was in the the when the economy crashed the the home marketing crash here in houston i was working in home building was laid off, went back to school, did the whole, so just a lot, a lot of life stuff. But other than that, man, you know, like I said, probably me and, you know, and now I feel like there are no limits. So there's Good. no excuses anymore, you know? Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm, I started when I was 33. Yeah, I started at 30. And I got and now, my black now you're belt, a red belt in 2014. <laughs> And now he's a coral belt. You hear him, everybody. He just wanted to make it look, <laughs> he's just, sound bad. He's just you know? old, that's all. No, if I could do it, you could do it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, man. And, cra- and congratulations, you sort of – I mean, congratulations, dude. Yeah, well, it, it, and what I think it was just one of those things – and and Alex is going to make fun of me for this because I yeah, tell him yeah I'm setting it up right now. Go ahead. So the only reason I believe I was promoted is because I won the Worlds at 2014, Old Man Worlds. I think I would have been a brown awesome. belt for another year. Yeah, but I at the same time, you know, it was just making it a priority. And I think you you know with with your love of this showing your love and putting it on the screen you this should be something that happens no problem yeah yeah so from your from your mouth to god's ears man well yeah. it's funny because but i definitely need to i definitely need some more mat time and, and tone some and you know oh, that's all of us tone some stuff up but yeah but that's that's kind of the thing to that kind of really drew me in when uh when we started talking was the fact that like i could tell that this was a legitimate labor of love for one, and and I've always been someone that I'd like to support people that are really going after for what they want. And obviously, as someone who does video and like I, I when I was a kid, one of the first things that I want to do was to be a movie producer. So it's like I definitely don't think I would have the the capability of doing what you did with this. So to see that inspired me, but then to see the difference with all the talk that's going on now about the the different jujitsu movies, I kind of gave me even more push of supporting you because again, I can tell that it's a labor of love compared to the other ones are just about trending just because, well, the Narcos director is going to be doing this one. And I know it's just kind of really playing it up because with the Brazilians and stuff. And then Nicholas Cage. I wonder if he trains. You think maybe he trains? I don't know. I I don't know if he trains. But I know that the Gracies have deep connections now in Hollywood. So I know that yeah, that, yeah. that connection really kind of put it in. But even then, it's really you go on the mats. You're not just a producer that are that are friends yeah. with someone who goes and trains or goes and watches the UFC. So, And then the Nicolas Cage movie just sounds like bullshit to me. But obviously, it's going to be <laughs> something that we watch either way. Because like you said, it's got jujitsu in it. I mean, Sean and I... Yeah. Uh, we did one episode where we spent what like 20 minutes talking about the one arm bar that was in uh was it not pacific pacific rim no no well was it that or were we talking um the first the first, we first one. saw it which was lethal weapon no no no, no. Well, yeah we the, talked the about triangle the yeah the triangle and lethal weapon yeah we talked about that too but in pacific rim pacific rim was the first one right the one with the monster movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a fight scene in the hallway and the guy goes for like a flying arm bar. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's to see something completely dedicated to jujitsu, but it's not about the karate kid kind of story where he's got to go to the tournament. It's like, it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's cool and I dig that. And, and I like indie movies and stuff. So I, it's it definitely drew me in. What, out of anything, do you want people to really get out of the movie 
You know, really, I want people, you know, if anything, to get hope. You know, it's 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 about, like I said, it's about two people that are pretty broken that realize, you know, they are messed up and and and, but they can overcome. You know, so if there's if there's anything out there that I hope they ultimately get from it is wherever your situation is, there's hope for you. You're not you're not over yet. It ain't it ain't over for you. You know how many how many matches have we seen? You know, especially like Kron. Kron all the all the time. I watch his matches, and he would be down back in the old brown belt days. Yeah. You know, and you would see Kron come out and like armbar somebody that was just up on him in like ten points or something. You know, and just you know last five seconds, just you know submit him. So whatever situation you're in, you know, there's hope, and it's not over. You know, things can change, and you can you can you can affect change yourself. And then there's other times that, you know, God will bring people in your life that, you know, to give you a kick in the pants. So, you know, and that was kind of the, the character I play, the guy who does the kicking in the pants. So. <laughs> so let me ask you then, Matthew Meehan is your lead, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, it's, it's two, two leads. So, so, yeah, co-lead. So the co-lead. So did you guys at any point have the conversation where it's like, listen, once this movie comes out, there's going to be people critiquing your jujitsu in a movie. Are you mentally prepared for it? I did tell him that. <laughs> no, I did tell him that. And, uh, you know, I need to, because I know he also teaches kickboxing and whatnot, but, you know, I need I need to double check. I'm like, dude, how's, how's your rolling been? Because, <laughs> because uh, you, I, drilling? There's, you know, exactly, you know, so. But I did tell him that because I know you know our community, man. You know how yeah. it is. Oh, for sure. Know? I mean, I would so, be the first one. I'm like, mm, that doesn't seem legit. Yeah. You could have done that better. Yeah, you know, and and like I said, nobody really judges it. Next, we're gonna be judged with the movie that had you know 30 days or the Matrix. They had six months of kung fu training. You know, whereas we, you know, it's kind of like, hey, this is my general idea, what we want to do. Then CJ would add his thing in and kind of like yeah. oversee it. You but, know, bringing this so, stuff double. Yeah, there was no stunt doubles on this one. I'll, I'll definitely go on record as saying all the jujitsu you see in this movie is 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 legitimate jujitsu that was done by the by the actors. But you know, also, but I don't want to give people a false um, impression that this movie is just going to be, you know, yeah, five six scenes of people rolling hardcore, you know, choreographed rolling scenes. It's not that either. Either you know, it's a it's a it's a love story and it's it's a story about overcoming. And then, you know, it's set in jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu community. And ultimately there are, you know, climactic scenes. And there's other scenes where people roll and there's, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, okay. all the all – the, Everything I've read is people say don't read the reviews. That's, that's <laughs> what, that's what uh, big big actors and big directors, they don't read the reviews. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it does nothing for you. Well, yeah, especially, you know, I'm the kind of person that will only remember the bad review. Yeah. You know, that'll <laughs> so, dig into you, especially because you're an artist. So you can be like, yeah. this dumb piece of crap. Well, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. And, you know, Steven Spielberg could have could have wrote a, a glowing review. And I'll just remember Joe Schmo from, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, who didn't like it. <laughs> oh, man. That would, yeah, that, that would drive me crazy. Like, I'm going to write this piece of shit back right now. Like, hey, right. dumbass. That's what do you know? want, though. I know. People do it and people do it. Yeah. And they go down that wormhole, you know, and it's just at the end, you're like, what the heck? Yeah. I mean, but there'll be times like the thing that I always say is that I don't trust anybody's opinion on movies. Like, when, oh, you should go see it's this. It's true. That, shut up. You don't know. I'm not going to watch that piece of shit movie. I know if a movie is going to be a piece of crap, I'm watching it because I want to watch it. If the movie's good, I'm going to watch it. But when someone tells me, oh, go watch this and that and the other, no, please don't tell me. That That's true for everything except Lion Killer. Yeah. Everyone this, should check that out. <laughs> again, and Sean and I talk about movies all the time, and it's one of those things that we always say to go watch a movie. And it's it's like I said, the, the trailer and what you show me and the bits and pieces I saw is really intriguing. And – even the fact, like you said, is that it's not a jujitsu movie. You're not going to sit there and watch techniques over and over again. It's an actual storyline. Yeah. No, that that yeah. I'm I'm really I'm really anxious to see it, man. And honestly, if if it was doable, I would say that that we'd head out there for for the premiere. Actually, so what? It's September sixth, you said. Yeah, September sixth in um, in Austin, Texas. 
at the Austin Revolution Film Festival. You guys can check it out at their website. I believe it's AustinRevolutionFilmFestival.com. I just need or an just excuse Google. to go back to Austin, man. I love yeah. Austin. Oh, dude, man, that's a fun town. I'm from Houston, but, you know, Austin is a fun town, man. Sixth Street and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's not not as hot as Houston. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fun town. And this festival, man, is really fun. If you want, if you're looking for a good time, or any listeners are looking for a good time, you want to see some movies, hang out with some cool people, have a few drinks. Austin Revolution Film Festival is the one for you. They're they're ranked on, um, um, you know, by a few magazines and a few websites as as the number one film festival worth the money, in 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 those the country. So I believe it. They put on a real good show, and um, great time, bunch of cool people. So our our screens, like I said, um, September sixth around 8.30. I believe it's at the You're the Best block, which is um, kind of like a throwback to Karate Kid. Yeah. But, um, you know, if anybody wants to come, please come, especially the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community. Um, I would love nothing more than to pack that place out and just show everybody, you know, the strength of, of, of our community. So I would love to see just people show up in geese. <laughs> I was thinking of telling people come in. <laughs> that is awesome. What about what about gee bottoms and like um, you know your gym your gym t shirt or something? That'd be I cool. Know. I guarantee you people show up with their belts though, no matter what, uh, even if it's a suit. You know, I would I would offer them. if you show. Is it a are you showing it for free or are you are you you charging for the premiere? You gotta get tickets. Well, the yeah, the for the screening you you go on there they sell tickets. I believe you could buy uh, uh, just one screening, or you could buy the day pass, or you could buy whatever you know a week pass however you want to however you want to do but yeah they you want to pay via the, their website get the get your ticket through that website you want to go to austin i'd love to go to austin yeah. i've been i've been Dude. i've been hearing a lot of good things about oh, austin is amazing i Austin's love that city a- yeah no i loved it i mean i've i've been there once and it was uh when i was on tour and man i still remember continental club is great and uh the food was amazing, too. but I got an idea, Derek. You need you should push back the premiere till like December. Well, so, yeah. it's ni- so it's nice and cool for our visit. <laughs> Let me go ahead. The project you've been working on for four years. I wonder we push back another. Yeah, six what's, months, a, what's yeah. another couple months? <laughs> Fucking dead. Um, you you could deal with the heat, man. You could deal with the heat, man. Yeah, don't look. This so guy, yeah, there, it's this guy who wears shorts and t shirts everywhere. He can handle the heat. He's fine. Oh yeah, you'll fit in, in in Austin, man. You know the whole like keep Austin weird thing. They, you know, it's all super, super hip, super hipster, super you know, tattoos and you know, jujitsu people fit right in. You know. So have you reached out to to all the local academies at least to to try and promote it more? That's on my to do list, but out there especially. So yeah, that's that's I have that written down. That's one of the things. I actually need to start doing that since we're about a month away now. Yeah. Um, I want to send send the local academy some posters and. And just ask them to come out, you know. So, and listen, man, anything we can do to help, I mean, uh, I'd love to to push any, as much as I can. And like I said, the, definitely push this podcast out even more to to really drive in the attention to this because I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, man, you could come down there, and, and I'm sure if we got some people out there, we could set up, and you could do some podcasts on the fly, dude. It'd be be it'd be awesome. It'd be fun. Well, we'll get you up on there again. If anything, it'd be great to have you in the podcast on the on the premiere. So, do you yeah. do you think you're gonna are you gonna get like maybe like a speech to present the movie, or they just roll it and you're gonna be sitting in the crowd? Well, yeah, it's a it's a block. So I think there's we're the we're the feature film on the block. So I think they have like uh, three um, short films ahead of us, and of course, it's all like I believe martial arts related films and. Um, so generally, uh, the the movies will play, and then they'll have the filmmakers come up all together at the end, and, and you know the crowd can ask questions, and you know. So this is great practice for me. Yeah, uh, that's good, man. Well, listen, anything that we can do to to help you in the in the next month before the premiere, please don't hesitate to reach out. So we want to actually put the the small trailer that you sent me. Um, if people want more information in the meantime, how can they check out the movie? Um, like just for just to connect on social, you can go to um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Everything's at Lion Killer Film. So, so this Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Lion Killer Film. Please like, follow us, um, 
share, retweet, do all that stuff. Please, you know, if you're passionate about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you'd like to see a movie uh, like this get noticed, you know, just hit us up on on social media at those spots and, and, um, you know, help us out. No, and, uh, we're definitely going to slightly leak a little bit of the trailer that, that you sent me to check out. And, um, so if everybody wants to check out line killer film, please give them a follow hit up Derek, anything that we can do to, to really spread the the word and, uh, and help someone get their dream out there, especially in the jujitsu community, please don't, uh, don't hesitate to reach out there. We're going to be posting up the video so you guys can check out the trailer. I know, uh, Derek, you're going to have a couple other little teasers and more behind the scenes stuff leading up to the release, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just pulled it up on the, uh, it's uh, austinrevolution.com. Our screening is, our block is the You're the Best block on September 6th. The time is 8.30 p.m. So if you're in and around the Austin area or you just want to want to drive out and have some fun at a, at, a, at a great film festival, come out and check us out. No, definitely. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm definitely going to look into, into heading out there. Uh, it'd be cool to to get a reason to go back to Austin and then uh, come out and support if possible too. If not, either way, we're definitely going to do anything we can to uh, to help you promote the movie, man. And anytime you ever need anything, don't don't hesitate to reach out. Hey, I appreciate you guys very much, man. No. Thanks for all the help, man, and all the best. Man, hopefully, I'll see you in Austin. No, for sure. I, I hope so. And so, everybody, make sure you go support Lion Killer by our friend here, Derek Fury. Uh, for sure, we're going to get you back on the podcast. Uh, maybe we'll have to wait until the movie comes out because I know you're going to be busy. But for sure, we're going to get you back on here. I'm, uh, I'm going to be curious to see uh, all the amazing stuff that happens once the movie releases on uh, September 6th. And then we could talk about how people can stream it if they didn't get to come out to Austin. Yeah, absolutely, man. Awesome. Absolutely. Derek, thank you very much for doing this, brother. I, I appreciate it. I wish you nothing but success, man. I'm really anxious and uh and stoked to to see this movie once it comes out and uh whatever we can do to help to push your dream bro appreciate you guys uh all right take care brother thank you everyone for Oof. tuning in derek you got any last messages for for all the fans just go to social go to social <laughs> hit us up awesome man and we'll post and, it up on the god bless Oh, thanks, man. No, we'll post everything up on uh, on the Instagram, too. We'll tag you on everything so you guys can check it out. Check it out on YouTube, too. Uh, there'll be uh, descriptions at the bottom. And, uh, and we'll see you on the next time, Derek. We'll talk soon. God bless, guys. Take care, brother. Have a good one, man. You can't <laughs>the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with myself kiss dealing woo wheeling dealing limousine right jet flying son of a gun and i'm having a hard time holding these alligators down <laughs>